Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. How can we work as a team? How can we better our radio communications through the aid of our non-flying co-pilots? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, M0A.com, joined by my lovely, lovely lady, Magda. Hi, M0A Nation. You're listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, M0Atrial.com. Take a free two-week, no-strings-attached trial of our number one rated online ground school. See the science of learning infused in everything that we do. Check out the webinars. There's mm-hmm. a lot of amazingness. Is that a good word to use? It's it's um, just amazing. The animations, mm, the yes, the new learning management system, the the science of learning behind it. It just there's a lot of amazing stuff. And yes, more is coming mm-hmm. and launching at AirVenture, at Oshkosh, at EAA. Depending on where you're from, I've learned three things, and I promise I'll get into the content here. If you are from outside of the Wisconsin area, you just say you're going to Oshkosh. If you work for EAA, you say AirVenture, which is the name of the actual event. If you live in the town of Oshkosh or the towns nearby, you call it EAA. Really, the EAA team is right. It's AirVenture. AirVenture is the name of the event. Oshkosh is the name of the city. EAA is the name of the organization. So. I just always it just, found that. It's just so confusing. So sometimes. I feel when I say, I'm going to Oshkosh, people mean, you mean AirVenture? Some people say, you mean EAA? It's uh-huh. all the same thing. It's all the same thing. Anyways, Commercial Pilot Podcast, radio communications is the topic today and how we can work with our non-flying co-pilots, commercial pilots, to better serve you and commercial pilots at this point too. I hope you mm-hmm. are working to serve as a mentor to some non-flying pilots or aspiring pilots, maybe some upcoming private pilots. I remember very early on, um, a, um, um, uh, it wasn't a gentleman. He was a kid like I was, he was older than I was. And he went to Embry riddle. I thought, you know, like cue the uh, music. You say, wow, someone went to Embry riddle. Like, you know, you know, I was like 17 years old. That that was like the coolest thing ever. Embry riddle wouldn't accept me. I mean, maybe that's why it was so coveted. (laughs) It's like, wow, it's like going to Harvard or something. I could barely get into our local community college, let alone Embry riddle. That's a whole nother podcast, commercial pause. Doesn't matter where you went to school. Um, anyways, he went to Emory Riddle, though, and was a commercial pilot. I was a private pilot, and uh, his family owned an airplane, and it was great that he would we would go flying. And it was, it was absolutely awesome because I got to help. I didn't get to fly a lot, but I got to help with radio communications, wow. which was a weak point that I had. And Magda works to help with the mm-hmm. basic radio communications as well. And if you saw Tuesday's video, you know really the three aspects of that. But what we don't get to do in those Tuesday YouTube videos is expand like we can in a podcast and get into the detail. Yes. And let's start with the first one here, which is helping with the ATIS. Now, all of this, let me reel it back for a second, all of this takes education training and patience on the part of you the pilots on the part of the co-pilots it just takes an open mind absolutely and yes. a willingness to learn this yes one area i always need help with is the atus because show of hands who's ever been there who's ever been so engrossed 
and writing down the winds and writing down this and writing down every notum that you forgot. What information was it again? And my co-pilot can say, oh, it's information golf. That's right. Or what was that altimeter setting again? I've got my walking altimeter right here. 299 or two. Exactly. <laughs> well, and let's go a step further. So Magda helps not only, I've given her the two simple tasks. Yes. I mean, if you want to explain it, just how you do it when we listen up to the ATIS, what are the two things you're listening for? So the two things that I listen for, ATIS code and altimeter setting. Absolutely. And that helps and works to serve me mm -hmm. immensely. While, like I said, I'm focused on winds, whatever that may be. And you might say, Jason, as a pilot, we should listen to everything. And yes, you should. But can we create a safer environment by having someone mm -hmm. just, and you may have understood this information golf. You may have got 299 or two. You may have had all of that. That's great. It's nice to cross check and double check with somebody. Because yes. I'm sure there's nobody listening who's ever missed an ATIS code and go, was that golf or was that Foxtrot? Was that 299 or two or 299 you know, or 8 niner, right? Mm -hmm. And you just miss something basic like that. And then Magda takes it a step further by keying that in on the altimeter for us as well and making yes. sure we get that pressure setting in there yes. as well. So. Well, first of all, thank you for taking the time and explaining that to me and what it means because and co-pilots, I'm sorry, pilots, take the time to explain it to your co-pilots because it's really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love it, honestly. I love, I know it's, uh, you know, adding the altimeter setting, it's one click and, you know, and just adjust it. But mm -hmm. it makes me feel that I can be an asset, that I can help. And another aspect is mm -hmm. it's different in every airplane. You yes. mentioned it's one click and a twist. Someone with a what's called a Coltsman Windows and go, what do you mean one click and a twist? I just turn it up, right? It's different in every airplane. Yes. So you as the pilot need to take the time to educate your co-pilots and say, this is how, when you hear this, this is how we adjust the altimeter setting. And, and also educate them on the abbreviations, right? Mm -hmm. um, two nine or eight nine or or the altimeter, eight, nine, or they'll sometimes just say as well, and you just have to know what yes. that actually means. Mm -hmm. Three, zero, eight, nine, that's, that, that's astronomical, right? Yeah. You know your time, it's mm -hmm. a possibility, but it's a crazy possibility with that. I remember that created a confusion with me. I just heard two digits, mm -hmm. and I was, wait, Mm -hmm. What was that? And so it's very interesting to, mm -hmm. to see how everybody uh, approach or says the ultimate is setting a little different. A little bit differently, yes. right? So the next aspect too, in the IFR environment, I realize we're listening to Commercial Pilot Podcast, but we're also smart enough to know you're probably flying an instrument flight plan in most places that you're going mm -hmm. now, is how can your co-pilots, flying or non-flying, help with the readback? We write down mm -hmm. craft, right? We get this big, long clearance, and sometimes we get caught up on the route or the altitude or the frequency. And you know, I teach you to always be thinking ahead a little bit as well, but yes. that can prove very challenging with that. I give Magda the simple task of just grabbing the transponder That's right. code, right? Mm -hmm. And the transponder we know is what, how ATC uses mm -hmm. to identify us and everything else. But I give it to Magda differently where she not only writes it down quickly, mm -hmm. You then go to the transponder and yes. actually put it in. That's right. And that helps too. So while I'm reading it back, because who's ever read mm -hmm. back an entire clearance, but goofed up on the transponder squat code, 
as well. Yes. It's easy because you're so focused on the route, the altitude, whatever that may be, the transponder squat code often gets forgotten at the end, mm -hmm. especially if there are four very different digits. There's no pattern, you know, squawk, um, you know, one, two, three, there's, the, there's no pattern to it. If it's four, seven, two, five, I mean, that, there's no pattern to that. That can be very, very difficult to actually yes. follow and work through. And that. actually, what I do, I write it on my notes, and then as soon as I, I, I confirm it. It really helps me because as soon as I'm done writing it, I listen to Jason to the read back, mm -hmm. and it's when when I hear read back correct, it's when I go ahead and put the code. In well, the, sometimes mm -hmm. even before that, though, even yeah, before yeah. that, you'll mm -hmm. go and do that. You don't even yes. wait for read back correct. Sometimes I'm reading it back and you're in there inputting that transponder mm -hmm. squat code in there as well. So that's not always the case. But uh, if you need to also mm -hmm. confirm it. And again, nine times out of ten, I get the transponder squat code. But the time or two I don't, it's nice to have yes. somebody else do it. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have somebody do the basic programming in there as well. So. And something you mentioned in the, in the Tuesday video, mm -hmm. I want you to mention here as well, is about listening for our tail number and the power of really doing wow. that because yes. we're talking to commercial pilots who, yes, probably one day want to be flying an airliner, but right now their commercial pilot job could be flying for you know, Cape Air or somebody small where they can hear the passengers in some in some yeah. cases or just flying some gentleman or some lady around in a, in a 172 for all yeah. it could be. Yeah, so, so it really that. helped me to know uh, the tail number. So we fly, you know, normally with two, three Mike Zulu. So I know that I love to talk, honestly. Mm -hmm. And and I'm in the middle of the story and then we get, you know, a new frequency chance. And if I didn't know that, I just, when I didn't know that, I just kept going. And it was such a distraction for you, I'm assuming. And then I, I was feeling uncomfortable. So what the power of learning the tail number, it's just amazing because we can be talking and we hear two, three mics Zulu and we all stop and we all pay attention, especially if we have other passengers on board as well. But that's a conversation that needs to yes. happen. Mm -hmm before you leave the ground mm -hmm. and educating passengers, flying, non-flying, yes. showing them where our tail number is, showing them how to listen, educating your passengers mm -hmm. about how the radios even work. Yes. I've had passengers go to me literally, can they hear us right now? <laughs> and I say, no, no, they can't hear you. Can, you can talk. They they only can hear you when I yes. hit this button, yes. right? So there's some education that needs to happen mm -hmm. with that as well. And when they key into their mic Zulu, we zip it. Yes, I would like to share one thing also. One trick that you used that it really helped me at the beginning is that Jason just to raise his hand mm -hmm. before cueing the, the button, mm -hmm. the mic. So it really helped me to pay attention and say, okay, now we'd say it's a moment of, of not talking. It's interesting. Yeah. You see that as raising my hand before I cue the button. I would argue, and that does happen, I would argue it was, I heard two through my Zulu, and I would raise my hand, hear what they had to say, and then I'd hit the button, right? So there's probably a little bit of yes. each of that, and that that is something else you could teach. I mean, you can mm -hmm. teach a new passenger who's very excited about flying in general or very nervous about flying in mm -hmm. general. And sometimes people are nervous, they're a chatterbox, right? So you could educate them to listen to through Mike Zulu and remind them, hey, I'll raise my hand every time it's for us to help them, right? I mean, you could do a hand goes up, yes. everybody gets quiet, 
but you need that hand mm -hmm. to fly at the same time. So you can do that a little bit, but eventually the, the crew and the passengers and everybody just has to get in the habit of listening for that tail number. And I realize in a flying club, in a flight school, mm -hmm. that tail number may change. And you yourself even sometimes get confused. We've all been confused flying in, in 512 Romeo and I called myself 23 Mike Zulu or that, that just happens sometimes. You get used to your primary airplane. So that's just another thing to be mindful of as well. But yes. Lastly, something Maggie really helps with is the actual ATC handoff. How can you be working with, and again, you are mentors, commercial yes. pilots and aspiring commercial pilots. You're mentors at this point. You're ambassadors for aviation, this amazing hobby and amazing career that you're choosing to embark on. How can you have your non-flying co-pilots help with the handoffs? First mm -hmm. off, explaining to them why we have handoffs. I did this a little bit in the Tuesday video. Hey, Tampa Approach has eight different sectors, eight different controllers. Not just yes. one person at Tampa controlling all of Tampa. It's eight different people. Mm -hmm. And they each have their little bit of real estate they control. And when they pass you off to the next one, you get it, they have a different frequency. You can explain yes. it that way in plain English. Mm -hmm. So Magda knows when they call up and say, 23 Mike Zulu, contact Tampa Approach on 118.6. While I am saying 118.6, Two, three, Mike Zulu. Yes. Magda's already a step ahead, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's wonderful because your read back is my confirmation of 118.6. Wow, what a good point. Mm -hmm. So she's already on the radios. Yeah. And we've we've worked on how to tune our avionics. You know, we use Avidine and two, three, Mike Zulu. Yes. Big knob does this, little knob does this, big knob for the big numbers, little number for the little numbers at the end. And and then also educating. 118.6 really means 118.60. Remember, that was confusing wow. start. Yes. 118.65 they'll give you sometimes, and that means 118.65, but sometimes they'll say 118.6. Yep. Or 118.0. Yes. You go zero, zero, <laughs> zero, five, because there's options yep. with that, right? And you could also make the mistake of accidentally grabbing the navigation frequency. I have done it before. I wasn't gonna, you volunteered the information, I wasn't gonna throw you under the bus. And it wasn't even that long ago. And she's going, why does it not go to 123.45? Right? Why will it not go that frequency? And say, well, you know, that's not VHF. That's our VOR frequencies. And then go up to what? The 117s, right? 116, 117 is as high as the VOR goes. 118 starts VHF frequencies. I'm so embarrassed right now. Did you, you really you have brought to it check? Up. I did not bring it up. I set you up for it. You spiked it. That's what happened there on that one. Yes, so, I have done it like a champion. But, but, but I've done it and we've all done it. Yes. And you, you spin that little knob going, where is this frequency? Then you realize, oh, it's the VOR. Up one more. Yeah. It's easy to do. And you, as the mentor pilot, that's a good name. We need to adopt that mentor pilot, right? You're yes. the pilot, but you're the mentor pilot. You're your yes. coach mm -hmm. to help out these uh, non-flying pilots. The goal is to to create more pilots. Don't scare your co-pilots yes. away, your passengers away. Let them participate in the process and feel involved. And you know what? You might just go back to the very basics and say, listen, help me scan for traffic. Mm -hmm. Teach them how to scan for traffic, yes. but help me scan for traffic. You, you can go back to the basics. Say, Jason, this is all well and good, but this is a little too much for me. I Let me fly the airplane. Mm -hmm. Cool, that's great if you want to go that route. And, and you have a, a, a passenger that says, I, I'm fine just sitting here. And taking pictures. And taking pictures. Right? That's great. Uh -huh. But find a creative way to at least get them involved. You get them involved, you get them hooked in aviation. So 
Uh, listen, yeah. M-Zero Nation, uh, you all are outstanding. You know we're, uh, we just announced our amazing contest to win a flight lesson with myself. Head over to flywithjason.com to learn some more details on that and get all signed up. No purchase necessary on that. You know we'll be at Oshkosh coming up in weeks at this point. If you're listening to this when this comes out, weeks till Oshkosh. We're in Hangar B, mm-hmm. Hangar Bravo. A lot of big announcements. We'll be launching phase two of the new website, learning management system. Some great new technology you're going to want to check out. We'll yes. be live streaming that and giving away tickets to the exclusive event as well. If you're there, uh, what else is happening there? Oh, the new M Zero swag. Oh, I cannot wait. I am so excited. You, you guys, yes. are gonna look, you guys are gonna look fancy. I promise you. I'm not one to sell things, but it's <laughs> it's gonna look good. So, uh, be looking forward to all of that. M Zero Nation, you are such a blessing to us. Have an outstanding, blessed, amazing rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you.